Welcome to Change Making Women, the podcast for women who make a difference. With Ziada Abed in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, and Marianne Clements in London, in the UK. So, hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Change Making Women. I'm Marianne Clements, and unusually, I'm in Harare in Zimbabwe today. And I checked when I was coming down on the plane. And uh, I, I think I'm about a thousand miles or like 1500 kilometers from Ziada instead of my oh, normal wow. like five, yeah, 5,000. Like <laughs> <laughs> so I'm near you, right? <laughs> We're in the same continent, let me just put it that way. Yeah. You're further down. South, I'm further yeah. down. I'm further down. <laughs> so we were actually yeah, yeah. together very excitingly a few weeks ago in the same town. <laughs> and we talked about a few things. Yes, we were. And we just wanted to... Yes, we did, yeah. ...to revisit a few of them for, our, for, for you, our listeners. <laughs> and uh, maybe I could ask you, there's something you talked to me about that we wanted to share a mm-hmm. bit about with our listeners. Say, I remember that while I was while I was in Dar, I had a haircut, and uh, <laughs> I was complaining to you that uh, that the, the the guy that cut my hair just like chopped. You know that what happens sometimes in the hairdressers when they mm. when they, you feel like you told them not too not too much, just a trim, and they like start cutting and cutting. <laughs> and I was complaining to you. And then they just go, "What? They go wild for your hair." And uh, actually, I kind of like it now. I've got used to it, but um, that was a few weeks ago. But um, I know we were talking about um, maybe a more serious issue around um, around hair. So, um, yeah, I, we thought we might share it with our listeners this week, didn't we? Absolutely. I think... Um... I think for your hair, you came out of short before you got used to it. Like, yeah. Oh, my hair is short. <laughs> I've decided it's all right now, but it's just that initial shock, you yeah. know? <laughs> Absolutely. So um, I think one of the things that we spoke about, um, you asked me a question, how is natural hair um, experiences in Tanzania? And I gave you one of my experience. I have a little... Um, a little niece in my house yeah mm-hmm. so she goes to a public school yeah you know? and uh, you know public schools and public schools and private schools are very different especially in tanzania mm-hmm. so you find that in private schools they have more privileges they can you know leave their hair out and things like that but then when it comes to public schools there are some of the rules that are there so um i was quite surprised that um i went to see her uh, um that day she she comes back to, from school and then she has this one big line of chop across her head and mm-hmm. i was like asking her why did they chop your hair like that like because she already has you know short hair anyway yeah. it's, it's almost fade, faded cut but then they still chopped her it you know like across the hair it's almost like they're making a cross out of it mm. and i asked her why why did they, they chop your hair like this and she told me um my hair is too long 
So that's the reason why they chop it. I'm like, your hair is not even that long. And they're like, well, but in school, my hair is too long. So I have to go and cut it. I'm like, cut it, cut it completely as in faded away. Yeah, like, yeah, faded almost, you know, almost bold. You know, the, yeah, yeah, the, like, like shaved back or something, know, right? Yeah, yeah. Shaved back completely, you know, and, and, I, and I got curious. I was like, so does this happen to everyone in your school? And she was like, yeah, everyone. So I, I got farther and I'm like, does it happen to, you know, other students of, let's say, you know, Caucasian, if there are any, or, you know, let's say we have, you know, Arabs, lack of better, better <laughs> political terms. Yeah, 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 of a different, slightly different you know, background, yeah, right? Yeah, slightly different, you know, Arab descent who have longer hair, you, you know. Straighter hair, maybe. Yeah. And they're like, no, and they're like, no, they don't cut their hair, they're, they're, they're quite fine. But I'm like, okay. But then both of you are still wearing, you know, they wear the, the, the hijabs at school as well. Yeah. And I'm like, but all of you wear hijabs as well. It's like, yes, you know, for, for the Muslims, um, all of us wear hijabs. And I'm like, okay. So they cut your hair and you're wearing hijab. Then they so your hair is not hair even seen. They are wearing hijab. Uh-huh. So your hair is not even seen. So what's the point? I was confused, but then I was curious. And then I'm like, it's almost like it's not fair. You know, yeah, those apparently are the rules of their schools. But I didn't take it further. Um, I'll be honest, I didn't, and because of time and everything else, you know, I didn't really take it further to go to the schools and ask, or you know, why is this happening? Because it's not just happening to one individual. Apparently, it's happening to you know, like the whole class or the the whole stream. Yeah. So it got me thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and we talked about this a little bit, didn't we? Because. Yeah, I, I I was, in a way, I wasn't surprised. But then, when the way that you you know when you explained it to me, I realized how quite shocking it actually is that there's some kind of rule that I don't know whether it's really a rule or it's just a kind of unspoken rule or it's just within the schools that somehow it's okay to to, to mm. cut all the hair off, <laughs> cut all the hair off if they're exactly. of so, a certain mm. ba- a certain a certain colour, shall we say, with a certain type of hair. <laughs> a certain type of hair, or certain, yeah, exactly. Certain, you know, cultural background or, or something like that. Because I can't say it's exactly, okay, maybe they're being, you know, all racial about it. I can't actually pinpoint and say that's what, or maybe they are doing it out of knowing that it looks really bad somehow, because if you're going to cut cut hair and that's your rule of the school just cut everyone's hair right exactly it should be everyone's hair how could you leave some people's hair because they've got a different kind of hair it doesn't seem to make any it seems like wild discrimination to me that's what I felt about it, it when it you does. yeah that's what I felt when you when you explained it to me and I guess it speaks to your work with Pili Pili which is about you know it's about it's- Exactly. coming to love that hair right and um yeah so so i was interested in like how how that sort of play you know how the school system is playing into that idea of like there being something wrong with people's natural hair absolutely so because it got me thinking okay fine um <clears throat> maybe there's they, they, something there um it got me actually to to just 
I would really love to just investigate and find out what is really happening and what's the reason for it. Because I can imagine that child growing up all the way, let's say, to standard seven, because mm. she's still very young, you know, standard four. Um, so that's, how old is that? Is Sorry, just for our that's listeners. About, that's about 10, 11. 10, yeah, somewhere 10, there. 10, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 10 years, 11, 11 years old. So imagine growing up all to standard seven and you're experiencing that and then you're seeing this culture, let's say, they, 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 you know, the schools don't cut their hair because it's their culture and fine, you can grow up to, to maybe accept that. But when you grow older, I mean, it, it is going to bring, it's going to build up into something. I can only imagine that. Because yeah. whenever she gets really, you know, upset, upset when she hears that now you have to go to school and you have to cut your hair because during the holiday, she's growing her hair. She's happy. She, you know, she like, she wants to do styles and things like that. And then when she goes back to school, it's like, you have to cut your hair. You see how sad she becomes, you know? Yeah. I'm going to cut my hair. <laughs> to be honest, I feel really sad just thinking about what on earth must be going on there. Like, first of all, like in the teacher's minds or that kind of culture in the school, whatever that is, I don't know. And then also mm. the impact of that on people, you know, later in life. Like, this whole idea that you you know, talked about so, you know, so um, eloquently in our very first episode of like, you know, um, straight kind of European or possibly, you know, not necessarily European, but straighter hair is like acceptable and, you know, aspirational. And then like curlier, you know, coarser hair is like not so acceptable. It's like it's completely embedded in the school system you know and I find it amazing that even in, if it's like that even in Tanzania which I always think of as a country that's quite um been quite resistant to, to some kinds of kind of colonial you know <laughs> domination in some ways you know like linguistically and stuff like you know linguistically mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um you know Swahili has stayed like a strong national language it's not like being completely buried in English and stuff like that so like to find that even in Tanzania like where there's a sense of like national pride does exist you know that this thing with hair is just so depressing to me you know I would say more research needs to be done so to understand perhaps they're doing it without you know no unintentionally uh, yeah you know perhaps I have, like it's I a have rule you know like it's a it's a it's an unspoken rule or something of some sort yeah um one of the theories I, I i was just theorizing maybe they think you know they have this thing with you know with natural hair especially if your hair is all kinky um your natural hair looks very it doesn't look smart all the time it looks rough you know it looks like you can't take care of it you know it just looks dirty all the time you know one of the theories perhaps maybe the schools and i would say the public schools feel like by cutting their hair um you know they are making them look neat and maybe. another theory i would think maybe they assume that when you have hair you take a lot of time and then you're thinking about your hair and not your studies but Either way, I mean, I, I don't know how that applies in, in your studies. Yeah, and I think, like, there's, there's studies which is about, like, learning stuff, but there's also, like, 
your creative expression, I would say, you know, and, and, and forcing everyone to kind of look a similar way. You know, I always feel like even uniforms, you know, I'm a bit ambivalent about those. I mean, it's easier to just put the same thing on every day, right? But they kind of stifle your <laughs> your sense of your own style or or just your own kind of... And style doesn't have to mean like expensive designer brand. I don't mean that. I just mean like your sense of wearing what you want to wear, you know, what feels good to you, that kind of thing. So... Yeah, I think it's a sh I think it's a big shame, and I wonder like how you might try and you know, or how 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 you could be begin to like understand what's going on there, and maybe even like ask questions about it, you know. Mm, mm, absolutely, because I I think um, being you know doing keepily peely work, you know, doing all this natural hair work. Um, one of the things is we are telling the, the society to embrace and love who they are, to embrace and love their natural hair. That's you. That's how you were born. Just embrace it and love it, you know, and, and, and take care of it. That, that's like our motto and encouraging more women, especially to take care of their hair and their baby's hair as well, you know, and their children's hair. So I, I, I believe at least if you're going to cut a child's hair, especially school, I think just to have that, I guess, permission from the parents, because it's almost like the parents are not even questioning as well, you know, what right. on your school allows you to cut the hair, and then you're like, okay, fine, then, you know, it's public school, it's their thing, I'm going to cut their hair, but I just feel like it's really unfair. <laughs> right, absolutely. As a parent to have that choice that, you know what, my child's going to cut their hair or they're not going to cut their hair. Or if my child's not going to cut their hair, then I'm going to make sure that my child takes care of that hair and make sure that she comes to school, you know, he comes to school with a big afro, but then neat. You know, I understand the whole part of being, uni to have the uniformity sort of, you know, the whole uniform and include maybe inclusive of cutting their hair but i still believe that they should make it a choice and not like you know like an unspoken rule and impose it yeah so, and, and and i think one of the big arguments for uniform which i can i can see is like it, it reduces the sort of um if you will like inequality between families in a school so you know it reduces the sense that maybe like certain people can afford certain kinds of clothes and others can't because if everyone's wearing like the same thing that usually has like an or you know a, a base kind of a price for the uniform mm. and maybe the parents have to save up for it and maybe they have to get help with it but then once they've got it it's the same as everyone else in the school so there isn't that sense of like so and so's parents have loads of money and they get to buy new clothes every week whereas you know other children don't so I can always, I see mm. like uniform can be like a leveler of, in a good kind of a way. But I think like the thing about hair is like having your natural hair doesn't really cost you, right? Or maybe you need some products to look after it, but it's not like, it's not like a big, you know, it's not like a, mm. it's not like a big kind of show thing. So to, so to me, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same kind of sense about it, you know? And it's like part of expressing who you are to like have your hair the way your hair is, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd really love to, um, you know, to see what would happen if, if you know, Kipili Pili would go, 
go into some schools or like you know kind of look at this in some way or like because I could just see like you know you working with schools around teaching children about how to look after their natural hair you know and it actually being something mm -hmm. useful because in some ways that's that's more useful in practical daily mm. life than a lot of other things kids learn in school you know yeah. that's about how Absolutely. to take care of yourself you know and and it's about things that you know you can do that don't don't involve necessarily a massive investment you know you might want to buy some oils or something mm. but you know they're they're it's kind of it feels like something that yeah could be really interesting yes, I'd like to see that <laughs> and I, yeah and, and absolutely I mean this is one of the things that you know it's still under it's in the projects and we're really trying to get out there and talk you know talk to schools and find out because at the end of the day you know the natural hair that the most harassment almost you feel you know like your hair is ugly or you know your hair is untidy or you know natural hair is not beautiful and things like that all of this can you, you can start erasing this from when they are young so they need yeah. to know this as early as possible you know yeah. changing all this negative perception and opinions about natural hair and just to make them you know grow up with, with, a, with a beautiful feeling about their hair yeah not having negative connotations all the time about natural hair and then once they're all grown up then they need to study that no natural hair is actually this and this and that yeah i think it starts when they're younger and i think that's one of the projects definitely as we believe we are taking it on and we need to actually find out what are some of the reasons why do they i am quite sure that they do have their own reasons but then we really like to find out, you know, from them as schools, you know, as teachers, as, you know, the, the institution, especially our public schools, and just find out what is it that they cut their hair. I guess it would be a very, it would be quite interesting to hear their side of the story. Yeah, to hear what the origin or the, or the logic or, or whatever that is, the, mm. the rule behind it is. Yeah, I'd be I'd be really interested to know what that whether that's like a school based thing or like even a mm -hmm. education, you know, department thing or or maybe it's just a thing that everyone's just been accepting for years and no one quite knows <laughs> where it Absolutely. came from. What's really exciting about it for me as well is that it, it, it it's a you know, it could be about her, but then it, it goes way beyond her because if you teach young girls and young children to have that self-esteem about how they look then mm. then that's that you know that's that's teaching them something really valuable for their for their lives I think as well you know beyond just looking after their natural hair but also you know feeling a sense of pride in how they look I think it's you know that's really powerful work I think yeah again as I always say in all the our episodes you know once you've grown up you make your own choices if you feel like you know what I'm not ready for natural hair I'm not ready for this it's okay to do other things I mean no one is gonna ever going to judge you because you've made a choice but at yeah. least for these young ones they should be given that choice you know grow up to have a choice of whether I want to, you know, to do something else with my hair. I want to cut it or I want to grow it. I want it natural or I don't want it natural. At least to grow up with that choice. Other than, you know, someone growing up with, you know, they, they have all these memories of 
me growing up, my, all my hair used to do is just being cut off. So yeah. I'm not as just grow and do something else with my hair because you're not really giving them a choice and you're no. not even giving them a reason as to why you were doing that no that's right and if the school system sanctions the cutting off of people's hair just simply because it's too long and especially if it's doing that only for certain certain kinds of people then it's 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 giving a really powerful message in another direction that there's something wrong with you isn't it on some level you absolutely know? Absolutely. Whether we we done intentionally or unintentionally, it just gives out a different vibe. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. You know, and it, and it's a wrong, it's a wrong vibe. So I'm looking forward to um, seeing seeing <laughs> or hearing <laughs> the next instalment in this. <laughs> I look forward to hearing more about that, Ziada. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I can go ahead and say end of ranting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but before you do, we should say that um, to our listeners that if you like your, the show, please do um, go to iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud and subscribe so that you get our shows each and every week. We publish a new show. And also, if you love what you hear or there's a particular episode that you loved, read really love if you're on itunes um for you to leave us a review there because the more reviews we have there the more people will see our show in itunes and um find out about what we're doing so we would very much um love to see some more reviews on our page if anyone feels feels in the mood to write us one um and yeah we will be back next week when i think i'll be back in london and we have mm. a guest for you again <laughs> absolutely and just to remind you again you can you know catch both of us or you could also go to www.thejaza.com um mm-hmm. to read more and uh, you know listen to more of, the, of our podcast episodes and but you can also catch us on our instagram on our individual Instagrams that is mine is Z Cabway, that's on my Instagram, and Twitter is the same name, that's Z Cabway. And I'm Marianne Hino, which is my my previous married name on both Insta and Twitter. So that's Marianne and then M H I N A. So yeah, you can find us and catch up with us there. And we all we're posting about our shows there all the time as well. So we look forward to interacting with you. <laughs> absolutely we definitely look forward just hit us up ask us a question if you have a question or you know if you have a comment we always love to hear feedback from you yeah and if anybody listening is thinking i would love to be on this show um on change making women then um do get in touch with us as well or we're also always open to hearing suggestions from listeners for people you'd like us guests you'd like us to have on the show as well Hi, it's Marianne here and I wanted to tell you about Jijaze, the community I founded for women who want to make a real difference in the world, but do so without totally depleting themselves. In our community, we have resources to help and support you, discussions to inspire you and loads of information about how really taking care of yourself is an important part of making change happen in the world. You can find out more about how to join us by going to www.jijaze.com. That's J-I-J-A-Z-E. If you click on join us, you can jump straight to the info about how to join. We're so looking forward to welcoming you to our community. All right. So, Marianne, before we go, I know you are on work trip, but I'm quite sure you have 
three things that you like to do while you're there. <laughs> while I'm in Zimbabwe. She knows the answer. The last time, last time I came here, I, I think if my memory was serving me well, it was in 1998, which is nearly oh, wow. 20, yeah, it's nearly 20 years ago. So, um, what am I going to do when I'm here? I just, I want to like go through town and see how it's changed. So far, I've just gone from the airport mm. to the hotel. So that's one thing. Okay. I have, uh, like a friend's family that I want to catch up with. That's two. And number three, I want to go and see if I can find, uh, there's a thing that I, they make lovely sculpture here. Shona, like, um, sculptures that they're like, um, I don't know if you've seen them, but they're, they're like, you know, what are they made out of? I don't, I don't remember now, but it's kind of a dark, um, stone and, um, mm -mm -mm. they're normally people or sometimes animals. I'd like to go and check some of those out. Cause I was like them. I was, you know, I was like looking for one that I, you know, that I really love. <laughs> no. No. So there's three things. Good stuff. Good enough? Good stuff. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> well, you have fun. Thank you so much. And you take care and we'll talk next week. And our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com.